The gender imbalance in hospitality leadership is pretty shocking. According to McKinsey, only 7% of CEO positions in the hospitality industry globally are held by women. Travel and Leisure found that just 16% of general manager roles are held by women, while only 23% of executive committee positions were held by women as well. How can we address this? This is Hospitality Daily. My name is Josiah McKenzie, and to help us answer that question, we're going to be learning from Noreen Ahmed. Here she is. I am the founder of Inspiring Women Hospitality, which is basically a platform to build and connect a global community of women in hospitality. So it's built out of a need that I felt that was missing for myself when I was going through my own career and developing myself. And I felt, okay, I need to reach out to somebody. I want to talk to somebody, find these role models. And I just felt that was missing and I didn't know who to go to or where to start. So I always had this desire to work with women in hospitality. I just didn't know what it looked like. I've had this idea mulling around for a couple of years, but COVID actually really gave me that opportunity to bring that into fruition or realization. And I started with the podcast, which is about the storytelling and building that data bank of role models of women in hospitality. And for me, it's also important that we hear all the voices. So, you know, whether you have two years of experience or 20 years of experience, I want to hear it all because I think each one of us has a story to tell and we can take inspiration from each one of us. And I think the first instance was just, you know, hear your own voice and just talk about yourself. That's often the first hurdle to get over. And when you've taken a moment to reflect on your journey so far, it's very, take that moment to be proud of it, to celebrate it and acknowledge the fact that you've done all these things to get to where you've got to. So while all our stories and journeys are unique, there'll always be something in there that you can connect with. There's going to be a lot of hospitality leaders that are listening to our conversation. And what message would you have for them? Maybe they're not running a podcast, but as a leader, as a hospitality organization, do you feel it's important for them as well to be collecting and somehow sharing stories of people within their organization? Absolutely. So the next stage of my journey for inspiring women in hospitality is that community building and bringing these women together and starting to have that collective shared experiences. So what I've been doing on this sort of year of travel that I've been going on is having these events. I've been calling them the Inspire Roundtables, getting a group of eight to 10 women together to get together and just talk about their experiences in hospitality. And often it's the first time they're ever doing it. And they have a lot to get off their chest. In an hour and a half, I'm like, okay, this just went by. I'm sorry, but we're going to have to stop the conversation because we all have different things to go on to. So that got me thinking like, okay, what can then businesses be doing, right? So how can then I now take what I've created here and start bringing it into the industry, right? Because right now it's been like a passion project, but how do I make this sustainable and how do I make an impact? in the industry? How do I work with the men in the industry to make sure that they're part of the conversation? I'm happy to report that I've got almost a 70-30 split on my listeners for the podcast. So we're having both men and women listening into the stories. And then also I'm launching another YouTube channel, which allows me to invite other voices and other speakers into the conversation because together collectively, we need to make a change and make an impact. So what are the things that we can do? Yes, we're looking at it from the, a female lens, but I truly believe that whatever change we make from that perspective is going to change for everybody. 
Now, we see examples of this happening in other industries. There are just not research or examples being done in hospitality as yet. So it may be a tall order, but my goal is to get to a place where we have gender balance at all levels of hospitality. Because you see this time and time again, when you enter into hospitality, it's almost like 50-50. And then as you start going up the ladder, you know, the hierarchy, it starts changing. Now, it cannot just be because women are taking time off to have kids. They're coming back into the workforce. What's happening then? There are women who are not. What does that look like? Why are they not going up further? And from all the conversations that I've been having with the women I've been meeting through my podcast, what often ends up happening is either they just don't have the conversations with the company, they go and find something else, or they start their own business, which is great. I'm all for female entrepreneurs and starting their own business because they want to create the life that they have. But then we're losing. These businesses are losing some great people out of their organizations. So what can we do to facilitate those conversations? Make it in an environment where you can talk openly about the things that you need. Have you come across a hospitality organization that has done an interesting job of sharing more of these stories of women internally within their company or organization? Not as yet. I mean, you know, during International Women's Day, you saw a lot of that happening, right? You saw a lot of the organizations doing various events, panels, storytelling, and some were more publicly shared, some were not. A lot of what I've been hearing is obviously anecdotal. But what are they doing on an everyday basis, right? IWD is great, but how do we make sure that it's every single day and every part of your everyday conversation as well? In convening these roundtables of women from around the world, have you noticed any other consistent theme in the conversations that stand out to you? Yeah, it's incredible. No matter where I go in the world, there's always the common things that come up. So the roundtables is more about just expressing yourselves, right? It, we haven't gone to the phase of solutioning as yet, so that's going to be sort of the next phase. So one that comes up is the advocacy, not talking for themselves and getting themselves heard or being talked over often in meetings. If you're the only woman in the room, people will talk to the men in the room, even though you may be more senior Things like maternity, paternity, parental leave, that definitely is an issue, but it really depends on country to country. So that's not necessarily a business issue, but it's a societal issue. Then there's also cultural nuances, depending on whether you're in Europe or whether you're in Asia. Those are some of the challenges as well. Mentorship is definitely missing. It's interesting. It's either because... They often feel like, oh, but I don't need one, or I don't know who to ask for, or I'm going to waste their time. But no, do it. If you need help, if you need to get some support, go and ask for it. But it's just, it's not happening as fluidly as I've heard from my male colleagues or friends that I know from the industry. Things like having these conversations in the first place, finding your support group, finding your support network asking for help. That's not happening enough either. So yeah, those are just the couple of things that kind of come off the top of my head and loads of others, but those are probably the ones that are the most common and the lack of community as well, just not knowing where to go to for that support. I do want to talk more about this community and how you're facilitating mentoring, but if we could, I'd love to spend just a few moments talking about 
your own experience, what drew you into hospitality, your experience working in the industry. And I guess what I'm trying to get at through all this is what led you to recognize this is an issue. I want to do something about this. Tell me a little bit about how'd you get started in hospitality? So let's start at the beginning. So I'm Bangladeshi Swiss and I was born in Bangkok. So going into hospitality was a bit of a no-brainer because I needed to be in an environment that was going to be multicultural and diverse. And growing up, I always thought I was a little bit weird because I had this weird story and no one else did. But then when I got to hotel school, everyone had a weird story like I did. And I was like, yes, I found my people. This is where I belong. And so being in hospitality was a very easy choice for me. And I thought I was going to do F&B. And I, I did that sort of stream when I was at university. Then when I came out, I was like, okay, I need some other experience. I went on a management training program. Then I found Revenue Management, Excel, data that then eventually led me to STR and kind of the rest is history and ended up spending 12 years with STR. Now, if I look back further as well, all throughout my life, I was always drawn to strong female characters, whether it was in books or stories or movies or artists, whatever it looked like. I was always like looking for that or I was wanting to read that story, wanting to know more. And a couple of years ago, I was like, I started like thinking about that a bit more for myself in terms of women in hospitality. I've met some incredible women in my time in hospitality, but yet somehow I didn't feel like we had enough visibility. The voices were not being heard. You'd go to conferences. It was just a sea of suits. I remember the first time I went to the Berlin conference, I was like, what am I doing here? <laughs> there was never a queue in the ladies, and that's unfortunately a bad sign. So once I go to a conference where there is a queue for the ladies, that is a good sign for me. And then also for myself, my own development, I was like, I was in need for some guidance some support looking for my own mentors or coach or whatever, like I needed to ask someone some questions, but I needed to be outside of my work environment. I just didn't know who to go to. There were some networking events, but it was just like, oh, let's just catch up over a, a coffee or a wine or whatever. And it just wasn't the environment where you could have those kind of conversations. And also for me personally, I was a bit shy. I was still working on my confidence. I felt like, oh, I'm going to waste their time. They don't really, why should they care about my problems or my issues? It was just, I didn't feel confident enough to make that approach. So all of that sort of kept bubbling away for me to then eventually get to the point where, okay, Noreen, if it's not there, you need to do something about it. So I'm like, okay, Noreen, you're doing something about it. What I'm trying to do with my, with my platform is start working with the businesses to understand how we can we retain and attract the female portion of hospitality. I'm definitely focusing on this gender topic, but I do think it will apply to anybody. We don't have a great reputation of retaining. We don't have a great reputation of and demonstrating that hospitality is a career that you can have. Often people come into it because they just need a summer job or they just need to do something to pay their bills. It's not very often that you come into it as a vocation, as a calling. Europe is a little bit different. You can see it a bit differently, but it's not necessarily the same everywhere in the world. So how can we make sure that everywhere in the world we really see hospitality as a viable career choice for yourself? And that goes back to investing in your people investing in their development and showing that you can have a diverse career path. And 
I'm sure you've experienced this, Josiah, like from all the people that you've been speaking to, there is such a diversity of career paths you can take in hospitality if you want to. I thought I would be an FMB. And now, look, I have a podcast of hospitality. Like, I would never have imagined that for myself 20 years ago. So we need to collectively, we need to get better in marketing hospitality and talking about the diversity of career that paths you can have. And yes, quite frankly, probably needs to start as young as high school kids. I attended a, a recruitment expo when I was in Tasmania and Australia, and they were targeting the hospitality, uh, the high school kids. So try and get them in then and there and dem- bring in role models, bring in speakers, talk about, get these great people to talk about how much fun the industry is, because that's another thing that keeps coming up in all my conversations. Yeah, it's tough. It's not easy, but it's fun. It's the best people you get to work with, right? And you get to work with the global community of people. I'm so lucky. I've been doing all this traveling and guess what? I know people everywhere. <laughs> There's very few destinations I've been to yet that I won't find someone that I know. So that makes being in hospitality fun. But then once you've got people within your organization, make sure you're creating an environment that allows people to speak up on the things that are important to them. Make it a welcoming environment. Make it sure that people feel comfortable to talk to you about the things that they need professionally and personally, because again, the two are entwined, forever entwined. And if you're spending so many hours a day at your work, it needs to somehow be blended in. Whether it's creating, you know, the term used now is like the ERGs or that may look like, or what kind of support is needed from childcare to home care to, okay, if you're going to have someone work a really late shift and it's 2 a.m., how do you make sure that employee is getting home safe at night? All those little things that just taking that extra step, going that extra mile will make sure that people feel like, okay, this company is invested in me and I will be loyal. And there's no one more loyal than women. And if they feel like they're making an impact, and also research has shown that women are more motivated by the impact that they make at their work than just title and money. And Sometimes I've also had conversations where like, you know, oh, we haven't, that person hasn't been promoted for five years. That's fine. They haven't said anything. But guess what happens after five years? That person is going to be leaving. And then if you try and have the conversation then to try and promote, then it's a little bit too late. So make sure you're having those regular conversations about, okay, how is your career progressing? What is going to be the next path? Even if you don't have the answers, just have the conversation. Because then they feel like they can talk to you about different things. Have you met or seen a hospitality leader that's done this well in their organization and implemented some of the things that you've talked about? I recently heard about some programs out in Australia. I have to say from all the countries that I've visited, the women that I spoke and met with during my roundtable in Sydney, they were far further ahead than some of the other countries that I've been to in terms of the support they've had from their organizations to the support that they have at home. The term hospitality husbands was coined at the Sydney Roundtable. So it's clearly a mix of having the right support that you need at home and at work in terms of 
various mentorship programs or leadership programs that they've been signed up for. I also think ultimately, end of the day, each individual needs to make sure that they're invested in it as well. Because your company can send you as many trainings or as many workshops as they want you to go. But if you're not going to make that effort to build and develop and manage your own career, no one else is going to. Okay, not no one else is going to. They will, but you are responsible for your career. One of the things that came up from all my conversations where I felt that I could make an immediate impact was mentorship. Now, we don't have enough senior female leaders to mentor everybody. So I thought of doing peer-to-peer mentoring instead. So match you up with somebody that's either at the same level or at a same trajectory or same career path as yourself and start developing that relationship and making sure that you have that time to get to know one another and then grow that relationship throughout the rest of your career so that you're starting at the very beginning or at whatever state of your career you may be at. Having that support system is incredibly important, which is the community aspect as well. Now, I've been on various mentorship programs where they pay you up and they leave you be. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. What if you're not a good match? And then you just, you know, you're left to your own devices. So again, it goes back to making sure that you're responsible for your own development. So the idea that I had was what makes this, I'm calling peer-to-peer mentorship with a twist, is that you start the program with some group workshops to get to know one another on a variety of topics that I've chosen just based on all the conversations that I've had from things that we don't normally talk about, but we really should. Like you were saying earlier, like when you have networking, it's a very casual conversation, but it would be great if there was a bit more structure around it as well. Well, it'll be over the course of three weeks and we'll talk everything from your values, your why hospitality, cultural diversity, family support, networking, personal finances, strengths. There were like, I think, six, nine topics in total. Can't remember them all off the top of my head right now. But it basically starts you off on these different conversations. You'll go into breakout rooms. You'll get to know one another better. You'll have these facilitated conversations to really build a different type of relationship that you may not have gone into if you were just going off on a normal mentoring conversation. And then at the end of it, you can start identifying, okay, of all the topics we talked about, these are maybe three things that I really want to continue focusing on. You get paired up. Then you then go off and continue that relationship. And say you you have four months together, but you can carry that on afterwards if you want to. But it's really that part of the beginning that we spend time together on the group workshops that you start getting to know one another and forge those connections in a different way than you would have if you're just here, let's meet and let's have a conversation. Because we do go into some topics that are quite deep and often topics that, quite frankly, I've never even had with my colleagues, my friends, my peers, and I wish I had, basically. So Mm. I'm creating this environment, a safe environment to have these conversations to then carry on that relationship and then take it forward. If you care about hospitality, I want you to check out the Masters of Moments podcast by my friend Jake Wurzak. 
Jake has appeared on Hospitality Daily a number of times because few people have the perspective he does as both an owner, he's the founder and CEO of Dovehill Capital Management, and as a hospitality operator with Wurzak Hotel Group. Jake pulls from all of these experiences to host the Masters of Moments podcast, where he interviews top leaders in hospitality. His conversations with Bashar Wali and Matt Marquis are a great place to start. But also check out his solo episodes on how he underwrites investment deals to the deep dive he did on GP fees that you should know about. I'll link to all these episodes in the show notes, and I encourage you to subscribe to the Masters of Moments podcast in Spotify or Apple Podcasts so you can learn from the best hotel investors and operators in the world today. I produce this podcast each day and give it away for free because I want us all to learn and grow together. If you enjoyed today's episode, I just have one favor to ask. Please take a moment to text or email this episode to a friend or colleague who might appreciate it as well. They'll be grateful to hear from you and what we covered in this show can help them as I hope it helped you today. Thanks for listening and I'll see you here tomorrow. 